Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me each week on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. as we embark on new and exciting topics and tips on how to live life on purpose. This is Joe Willa Rose at I Am Ethos, wishing you many blessings and love. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on my first podcast as we discuss how to live an authentic life. Have you ever heard this phrase, I wish you held a job longer than so-and-so instead of being a jack-of-all-trades, master of none? I have been told this numerous times by a few people close to me, and let me tell you, it doesn't get any easier listening and believing it. The first time I heard this, I remember feeling ashamed and disgusted with myself, wondering why I would jump from job to job instead of staying put working for one company. I came from an environment where if you held a job for more than 10 years, it's likely you will stay there until you retire. I, on the other hand, was not built that way. Now, granted, I stayed on my first job for five years. Five years is a long time in my mind, but apparently not for people close to me. Over the years, my job longevity averaged around three years. Again, not bad, right? Yes, I realize I sound like I'm justifying my behavior and even apologetic. Sadly, that once held belief really set me back to fulfilling the life I wanted. For example, I had a job that I held past its prime. I stayed on even when I woke up every morning miserable and depressed because of family obligations. The belief that I could not hold a job long enough made me stay in a workplace environment that not only was toxic to my mind and soul, but slowly helped deteriorate my sense of worthiness and belonging. It took almost 15 years of jumping from one job to the next to realize that I had enough. It all came crashing down for me 13 years ago when unexpected events started spiraling out of control. My father-in-law's passing, he was the father I never had. My two dogs dying within four weeks of each other. And while taking a silent retreat one weekend, calling my then husband to ask for a divorce. And oh, giving my resignation and vowing never to return to the corporate world. This all happened within the span of eight months. That year was my Annus Horribilis, as the Queen of England once uttered. What came next was an unexpected surprise, however. Despite my horrible year, I decided to be strong and focused on what needed to get done for me to be happy. Happiness, it seems, is not underrated as one may think. Prior to this realization, I forgot how that felt. 
The only consolation at that time was when I held my two young kids in my arms, knowing that the love I give and receive were unconditional. Once the divorce court papers were recorded and submitted, I started embarking on a whole new lifestyle. First, I went to Sedona, Arizona and experienced a once-in-a-lifetime spiritual journey. I met with shamans or medicine men and women, astrologers, psychics, and other metaphysical teachers. I was taught how to heal myself by using an energy modality called Reiki or hands-on healing. And I learned how to meditate. After the five-day journey ended, I came to realize that I can be happy despite the inner programming I've created in my mind all those years. I was still experiencing the spiritual high when I went back home and didn't want to lose the momentum. And so I continued to learn by reading books, watching videos, attended online events from several spiritual teachers, such as Dr. Wayne Dyer, Abraham Hicks, Mike Dooley, Louise Hay, to name a few. I went to metaphysical stores almost daily to buy crystals, candles, metaphysical books, and tarot decks. I was obsessed and happy. I never felt so much joy and freedom until that point. I was free and liberated to be who I truly was. Many of us don't have to experience traumatic events to be truly who we really are. We just need to listen to our inner voice to realize if we need to pause, stop, take a detour, turn left or right, go straight, or go back to a life we've been living. It really boils down to choice. 13 years ago, I made a choice to move forward. Most of the actions I took were from blind faith, and the only definitive action was to learn how to be happy and be authentic to myself and to others. Some things to ponder. Ask yourself this question. Do I live an authentic life? If not, follow it up by asking yourself, what would it look like to live authentically. And finally, ask for guidance from your higher self, God, universe, spirit, source. No matter who you connect with, know without a doubt that you are guided and will be guided to live an authentic life. This is your birthright. You are meant to live authentically and be truly who you are. You are here right now listening to me because some things I've said perhaps resonated with you, whether they came from your conscious or subconscious mind. Watch for synchronistic events unfold for you. It could come from a friend telling you something that could change your life, a TV show, radio, or podcast such as mine. Follow your guidance and don't be afraid to take a step, whether big or small. Then watch how your life begins to turn around and change by allowing to live an authentic life.
Tune in next week when we discuss the power of surrendering. Wishing you many blessings and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.